0: Hallelujah! So we're going to uh, look in our Bibles, if you would please, uh, to Philippians. We're going to look at Philippians chapter four. Uh, the Bible um, is is uh, riddled with uh, scriptures, full of scriptures from one end to the other, uh, of of encouragement to not be afraid, and uh, says, "Fear not," over and over again. Um, you would think that we're not supposed to, would be the first thing you would gather from that. You're not supposed to be afraid. Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, don't be scared. Yeah. And uh, so, so that we get, right? Uh, but since it's said so much, you also may get the impression that there is possibly uh, the possibility of you being afraid. Otherwise, it probably wouldn't be said so much. Isn't that right? Um, uh, there are other subjects that the Bible talks quite a bit about. People don't realize how much the Bible talks about money, you know. talks a lot about money, both uh, uh, the blessing of finances and resources, as well as the warning against um, uh, greed and, and uh, that kind of stuff. So, so there's a lot to say about finances. But, but for sure, we're not supposed to be afraid, We're not supposed to be in fear. We're not supposed to be functioning uh, like the world functions, who looks at natural things and lets the natural realm or the natural condition of things dictate to them how they're going to feel that day. We get our uh, instruction. We get our uh, song. We get our drum beat. What we march to, we get from God's Word. Isn't that right? And throughout the Bible... Depending on what version you read of the English versions, um, you know, um, I believe that uh, somebody said there were three hundred sixty-five, um, which there isn't. <laughs> but um, it, you know, the the King James um, actually has, I believe, like seventy-four. You know, seventy-four fear nots and and twenty-nine be not afraids. I think the the higher version is is uh, the American Standard version has like. Um, 148, Darby 155, uh, New King James 129, Revised Standard Version. This is how many times it's in the Bible, I'm saying. Don't be afraid. Fear not. You start get the gist of this. You're like, I'm not supposed to be skirt. Glory to God. I'm not supposed to be. It's against my nature. Worry, fear, anxiety are, is sand in, in the uh, gears of your life. It's not how you are to operate. So we are supposed to wipe that concerned look off our face. We're supposed to uh, set aside those things that cause us to be fearful or, or anxious or, or those things that cause us to, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. We are to go to the word of God in order to combat those things because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So um, we, we see um, in Philippians, as I asked you to turn there, Philippians chapter 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord once in a while. No, rejoice in the Lord always. So we are to be a joyful people. We are to joy in the Lord and get our, our uh, you know, inspiration from the inside, if you will. I'm going to rejoice no matter what's going on. I'm going to rejoice no matter what the condition is of the world or my present uh, economy that I'm living in. I'm going to rejoice. Praise God. He says rejoice in the Lord always, and then apparently he had to say it again. He says, and again I say rejoice. Apparently he wanted us to get that. There is a a mandate for us not to be afraid. There is a mandate for us to rejoice. It is the, the, the opposing force Against fear. And you feel that coming on. You feel worry or concern. I don't know about you, but have you ever been driving down the road and the devil said, you're going to get in an accident, you're going to get in a wreck? Has anybody ever had that happen? I've had people actually tell me after they were in a wreck. They said, I knew on the inside it was going to happen. And I want to tell them, that was a lie from the pit of hell. You should have taken that down. Every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God? What is the knowledge of God? Fear not. Don't be afraid. Don't worry. Well, I don't know about you. If I was, uh, had the thought I'm going to get in an accident, that is a cause for concern. <laughs> Isn't that right? Well, for me, it's a cause to speak the word of God. It is a cause to actually rejoice. It's happened to me. You're going to get in a car accident. I'm like, ha! (laughs) Ha ha ha! Wrong. Because why? Because safety is of the Lord. God is my protector. God is my buckler. God is my strong tower. The Lord is on my side. I'm surrounded with angels. No, devil, you're getting in a car accident. I'm not getting in a car accident. You know, and I may even extend it to everybody around me on the freeway. Father God, furthermore, I take authority over every car around me. None of them are going to get in an accident either cuz you know we could go on our merry way. Oh wow, look at that. <laughs> you told me I was going to get it, but look at them. That ooh, that's a bad accident. No, we can take authority. Why? Cuz what we bind on earth is bound in heaven. What we loose on earth is loose in heaven. Amen. So here we go. Rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to uh, all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything what by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So here's our instructions. We are not to be careful. This, that doesn't mean you should be, you know, out of control. It means, this word actually means to carry cares. Don't be carrying a bunch of cares around. You give those to him. And so rather than uh, be concerned or worried or fearful, we go to him. Each time there's a temptation to be worried, each time there's a a concern about the, the pending doom that you're being told by who knows who, it doesn't matter. You say, oh, yeah? Well, listen, I take authority over this. I take authority over my own heart and my own consciousness, and I refuse to be afraid. But what? There's all these people are dying. They're telling us they're dying. Everybody's dying. Listen, everybody's going to die eventually. Everybody has an appointment. But the Bible says, of me, it says a thousand shall fall at my left, 10,000 at my right hand, but no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. So you speak the word. We speak the word. And so uh, we just uh, have this divine protection, praise God, so that we don't live and walk and, and, and are constantly afraid. I gotta wash my hands. I gotta wear my mask. I gotta spray. I gotta do this. Oh my gosh. It's no way to live. Okay, do what seems right so that everybody around you is at peace, but listen, I am not basing my safety on these. I am not basing me living or dying on how clean everybody is or how disinfected everything is. We didn't come this far by being careful, and neither will you continue on by being careful. You understand what I'm talking about right now, right? Be careful, burdened with cares. Be careful for nothing. How much? Nothing, not a zippo. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. What are you trusting in? The deal, the details of disinfecting and a mask. It's just, it's just an illustration. What are you trusting in? They've told you this. Well, he told you that. It's just one area of your life right now. It applies to everything. Be careful for nothing. I don't know what we're gonna do. I mean, oh my gosh, what's our kids gonna do right now? In this, the world will never be the same. Why we well, I mean, needed to change anyhow? The church needs to change. So he says, be careful for nothing, but in what? Everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. In everything. One person said that every failure is a prayer failure. That's pretty bold, huh? But here he's saying in everything. In everything. So we come to him with it. Bring it to him. And, And he takes it. And then guess what happens when we are in the habit of doing that? Rather than being fearful, rather than even having a concern or a worry, rather than doing that, we bring it to him. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God. Everybody say peace of God. Which passeth all understanding shall do what for you? Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Oh my goodness. That sounds like a really cool place to hang out. Right? The peace of God. This this is a, a peace, not your just normal, you know, everyday general peace. This is a peace that transcends all understanding. Wow, this is taking you into this dynamic God place. You know? We think of peace, you know, like Satchmo, you know, you know, fields of grace, you know. You know, right? You know, what a wonderful world, you know. But we're talking about a peace, a God kind of peace that you can't get to unless you pray. And you give these things to him. He takes you into this dynamic place of peace. Whew. That's the kind of peace I want. That's the kind of peace I want that's disconnected from the conditions of my environment. That means your, your spouse can go nuts, children can go nuts, the dog and cat can go nuts, and you just are like, <laughs> 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 woo! The family thinks you're on drugs. The world thinks you're on drugs. In one sense, you are. You're on uh, the drug of God's Peace. man shoot me up let me snort some of that huh let me get hold of the peace that takes me into the place where I am untouched by this world and it's mindset and the foolishness and all of the craziness out from under the oppression out from under the concern out from under what's gonna happen and you live in peace. I have to admit, I mean, I, since March, I've been trying to figure out what in the world is going on around here. We thought we were going to be in quarantine for a couple weeks back in March. Remember that? And everybody's spinning and running and saying they're dying, we're going to die, everybody's going to die. The sky is falling, the sky is falling, running around, spinning around. And me, I'm, tr- I'm like, I'm in here, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to like, whoa, hey, I'm, I don't feel it. I'm not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. Whatever it is, I'm not feeling it. I'm not getting instructions in here from God to act any kind of way that everybody's acting. And it started to become irritating to me. And then it went to a whole nother level in May, June. And it took a whole different turn and it became crazier on another level. And I'm like, oh my goodness. All of this is from the pit of hell. All of this is trying to, uh, to make the church ineffective. All of this, this, this is pulling people out of their positions, getting them off of their uh, God-given destinies, and people began to quit looking to God, quit going to God, and they, they began to look at whoever to tell them what they're supposed to be doing, how they're supposed to be doing it. And it wreaked havoc on the church. Fear makes people stupid. Hear what I said? Fear makes people stupid because you will act in a way that makes no sense at all because you're afraid. But here we could just go out from under all that mess into a place of peace, you know. I I have to tell the truth. I mean, in, in these last few weeks, to be honest, I found myself doing some of the same things as far as fearful. I start to become anxious, like, oh, no, you know. Should I get more ammunition? Should I get a grenade launcher? Because, I mean, when it comes right down to it, if there is a mob coming at you, you and your gun ain't going to help you. So we have to step up our game. we got to get a grenade launcher, take several out, deploy my wife. She don't even know how to use a gun, but i got to get somebody else with a gun. I mean, this is the way the enemy starts working. You start entertaining this stupidity. Because of what? Fear. You know? And, and you know, and, then, and getting, uh, you know, rations and, and people uh, buying up all the toilet paper. Listen, listen. Your behind it shouldn't be your greatest fear. Isn't that right? Think about this, how stupid that was. What about my behind? What, what do you mean? And we're all standing in lines to get it. They're running out of toilet paper. And you're like, and uh, how much do you guys use? I mean people had their garages filled with toilet paper. Fear makes us do stupid things. Don't you think you might need some food to apply to the toilet paper? Foolishness. Right? And so, so the, the list goes on and, and what fear causes people to do and, and, and has everybody acting out in such a way that doesn't make any sense at all. Now don't get me wrong, if, if the Lord deals with your heart, look, get your information from the inside because when you hear from the Lord, it doesn't come in a fearful way. We know that Joseph um, had explicit instructions, you know, he, he interpreted the dream. And we know Pharaoh gave him the instructions to do what um, he was supposed to do. And they, they had seven, seven years, right, of good and exciting and blessing. And they filled the silos with wheat, right? And then there were seven years of Famine. Now that's happened more than once, and we know that if if the Lord directs you to buy, uh, you know, MREs or whatever they're called, you know, the the food in a bucket, you know, that lasts twenty five years. My goodness, go buy you some food in a bucket. But don't be afraid. I'm not saying that it's it's bad to be ready for some things. You know, I lived in the country and. Uh, um, sometimes in the middle of winter, there would be such uh, snowstorms and, and different things that would cause power outages. So we had to be um, somewhat ready with candles and kerosene and lanterns and, and uh, those kind of things have to figure out how are we going to heat the place if the power goes out. So it's not wrong to be ready for something like that, but not to be afraid, not to live in fear, Right? And so so the word is very explicit. Rather than be careful um, that we in all things are coming to him with it. So right now we're in a condition, our nation's in a condition that we should be in prayer. We should be talking to God. Lord, is there anything I should be doing in preparation for things I don't know about? Holy Spirit will do what? Show you things to come. You get the information from him. Right? And he uh, communicates to you, you know, Charmin. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know if he'd tell you a brand, but you know, maybe he says, you know, get an extra, you know, couple of things of toilet paper. Great! Thank God for his wisdom. Right? And it might be that he tells you to do other things, but I'm just saying, but when you get instruction from the Lord, you don't live in fear. You live in faith. You walk in faith. Fear is your enemy. It is an enemy to God's purpose and plan for your life. You can't make decisions based on fear. Or you can't be an indecision because of the pending whatever. Like, oh, we're not doing this because of, is that what the Lord said to you? This morning, I was instructing a young lady, she believes she's supposed to go to Bible school, and I I really believed I was to tell her that you don't let this economy or the things that are going on stop you from going to Bible school. Go. And they start lockdowns, lockdowns, lockdowns. I don't know. I'm going to Bible school if I got to walk to Bible school. I'm going, whether it's by plane, train, automobile, or Camel. Whatever God's told you to do, that means you can do it. You all with me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo. <laughs> then he says, verse 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Oh, did, I, did, did he say true? Whatsoever things are true? What are you listening to? What have you bought into? Do you know that lies keep us in bondage? If the truth makes you free, guess what lies do to you? They hold you in bondage. They keep you captive. People are captive because of lies. You have believed lies about yourself and has held you captive. And you'll hear it in people's communication. Oh, I'm always, I never that is a lie. The Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthened you. Who are you going to agree with? The lies that you've been told since you were a child? You'll never amount to anything. We agree with some of these things. These are lies that hold you captive. God's word says greater things about you. There is no one that can stop you from being the greatness that God has called you to be but you alone. Because of what you have believed. Because what you have believed. If you have believed a lie, then you are incarcerated. And and you are the one who has the key. You have locked yourself up. And so, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So finally, brethren, what's so... We'll get through this. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Turn off the news. Yes, the Bible says watch and pray. It does. But you're watching things that are true, not propaganda. Listen, if the news causes you to live in fear, even if it is true, turn it off. Is the news lovely of good report? No, it starts with who was murdered. It starts with horrible things because that's what the world feeds on. That's what makes them money. The love of money is the root of all evil. Why would you sit before them and listen to them? Oh, my goodness. Praise God. I don't know. This is just a little strong. I don't know for the 12 noon service. Is this okay? Is this okay, you guys? Can I tell you the truth today? But fear is killing people. Listen, I'll even take you to a scripture in in Luke 21, 26. And we're talking about the last days in this passage right here. In Luke 21, 26, it says, Men's hearts failing them for fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. We are living in that day, people. Men's hearts are failing them for fear. We are having people die in their homes because they're on lockdown. They have been lied to and they are fearful and they are dying with no reason behind it other than they're full of fear. Get out your shovels. If you don't listen, if you don't do this, don't let people take you into fear. Shut it off. Why are you feeding on it? It doesn't make any sense. It makes you angry. It makes you fearful. It makes you some kind of way. Listen, shut it off. Shut it off. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I might miss something. What if I miss something? Man, you should have missed it all. You should have missed it all. What if I don't know? What if I don't hear what the disease is doing? Listen to me. All disease is from hell. All disease is from hell. There you go. You've got your information. Jesus, he became a curse. For it is written, curse is anyone that hangs on a tree. Right? That the blessings of Abraham might come on us the Gentiles. There, that's the news you need to know about the disease. Jesus became a curse. He delivered you from the curse. All sickness, all disease is a curse. He bore it away, carried away from you. Praise the Lord. Don't live in fear for any reason. Praise the Lord. The enemy has people all bound up, running down the side of the road with a mask on, run, driving in their own cars with masks on. It makes no sense. It didn't from the beginning. It still doesn't to this day. If you read the little pretty blue mask that our stillman has, the little proof box, read the box. Many of you have them on. It says, Does not prevent COVID 19. But this does. This does, I said this does, he did, he does, ha, 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 if I wear a mask, it's for them, them who believe, them who are in fear, but I am not, and I won't be. Uh, John G. Lake, um, during one of the most uh, death, devastating uh, real diseases ever hit the planet, he was burying people dying of the bubonic plague. And they would, the disease would live on a dead body for days. And he's burying people, praying with them to receive Christ. And, and a naval ship picks him up, and they're like, how in the world? Because it's extremely contagious. He said, how in the world are you doing this and not getting the disease? He said, oh, that's very simple. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. You put the disease germ in my hand, you can watch it die immediately. And of course, being scientists, they were very excited to take his hand, put it under a microscope, and drop the disease into his hand and watch it die immediately. Immediately. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free. No plague. No disease. I said no plague, no disease. And all the pending doom, the dark winter, all the things that are being said, listen, this is your instruction manual. This is your news. The good news. Don't live in fear, people. Listen, it is a spirit and it's there to kill you. If you don't deal with it properly, we will be standing over your body. You're a born again child of God. Listen, Jesus went to great lengths to set you free from the curse and all of its aspects and all of its nature. But we've stood over many Christians who didn't know this detail and didn't exercise this this freedom freedom from sickness, freedom from disease, freedom from fear. FDR <laughs> is president actually the only president to actually hold office for four terms. He said alls we have to fear is fear itself. That is a true statement. Fear is the open door, faith is the shutting of the door. And you just have to do what Philippians uh, just said. When when you feel the temptation, when you feel that's trying to come on you, I just want to take just a little bit of time right now. And worship you, God. I I just rejoice. I rejoice in your presence. I thank you, Father, for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me. He took all my sins and and he went into that lower regions of the earth and rose again from the dead and is seated at your right hand. That now in him I am victorious over sickness, disease, over failure. I am a victor, not a victim. Woo! And you start, oh, man, all that just fear just goes, woo, ripping out the door. Because it is a spirit. It is a spirit. Now I've, I've sensed it trying to come on me. You know, you just feel this, oh, man, I just feel weird. I just feel, oh, yuck, ew. What is that? I have this concern now. I can't even put my finger on it. This concern, I just, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. And you realize, oh, my goodness, this fog, this fog, this concern, this gray, this... Oppression is a spirit. And I ain't gonna be no taxi or you know uber for a demon. I'm not gonna be uber and no demons or Lyft for anything else. And so you just have to take the time. You take the time to speak the word, come before the Father. Father God, I just thank you. Whew, that my life is in your hands. My heart is in your hands. That you are directing me. You are causing me to go down the path that you would have me to go down. However, the enemy's coming against you to bring oppression, you speak the word to combat it. No matter what it is. And that fear will dissolve and dissipate. Can't hang out. Not for a believer. Who comes before the Father with thanksgiving and joyfulness. Takes that thing, that concern, and presents it to the Lord. Then you enter back into that place of crazy, mad, amazing peace. <laughs> in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, there is a refreshing that comes from those who will pray in the Spirit just get in the presence of God, speak in other tongues. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Ghost and you'd like to be, we know how to do that. Glory to God. I will say that this uh, here is uh, Miss Yvonne Collins, and she can help you. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, she can talk to you about that and get you filled with the Holy Ghost. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is for every believer. Bible says, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. The Apostle Paul said, when I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. So when you want want to get into that place sometimes, it's good just to pray in the Holy Ghost. Father, I thank you for the Holy Ghost. My help cometh. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't have time today to talk um, about that further, but he is your helper. Glory to God. And he is for every believer. Glory to God. God is no respecter of persons. If praying in the Holy Ghost builds you up like an edifice, it would be weird for it to be only for a few unique people. Don't you think? That doesn't sound fair. But thank God it is for everyone. Building up yourself, strengthening yourself by praying in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Go to that crazy place of peace. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is so good. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your grace, Uh, resting upon these, your mighty people. I thank you that the love of God abounds in each and every person's heart. Thank you, Lord God, that you are keeping us in perfect peace. Your word says, perfect peace have they that love your law, and nothing shall offend them. So we commit to your word. We commit to your laws. We commit to your precepts. We commit, Father God, hallelujah, to not entertain, opposing thoughts of doom and gloom that this world is trying to feed us we thank you Lord that your word is the antidote to the fear peddlers the fear mongers that you cause faith to rise in our hearts that we have overcome the world because you overcame the world we thank you Father word producing in us the faith to overcome every obstacle and to cast down every imagination, every thought that would exalt itself against your word, against the knowledge of God. We thank you, Lord God, that we have become skilled in joyfulness, skilled in walking in that peace that transcends all understanding. Thank you for these who are listening, being able to grab hold of truth, for your word is truth. Now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around the room, if you've tuned in through our broadcast and you don't know for sure, if you were to die today, you would go to heaven. The Bible says you can know for sure. You see, there is a heaven to gain and a hell to avoid. Hell is a horrible place of torment and torture. The only way we can escape that horrible place is through Jesus who died for us, gave his life for us. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no one comes to the Father but by him. So if you would like to come to the Father by virtue of receiving Jesus Christ and his gift of eternal life, I'd like to pray a prayer with you right now. If everybody in the room together and those who are watching online can pray this with me, just say this from your heart. Say, dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died for me, that He was buried, and He rose again. I call Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you, Father, that I've been born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer from your heart today, according to God's word, you're a child of God. And we welcome you to the family of God. Everybody who gets born again, gets saved, needs a church home, a church family, we're here in the Las Vegas area, and we would love to have you come. We're having in-person services. We'd like you to come out. We actually have a 6.30 service tonight, our Genesis service. And uh, so we invite you to come and and uh, experience the, the grace of God, the glory of God, and the Word of God. Minister Ty is going to be preaching a hot message from heaven, and so come on back for that and uh, just be blessed. And we love you so much, and we trust you'll join us. We actually have a free book we'd like to give you if you'll contact us um, by emailing or calling our church, or um, just let us know, and uh, we'd like to get that to you. It's called um, Friendship with God. And uh, our pastor, Pastor David Sharon, wrote that book to help people to be able to know what to do when they get saved. So thank you again for tuning in. We love you. God bless you, and we're here for you.